The Leaky Cauldron. The Leaky Cauldron. Do you hear that, Ern? The Leaky Cauldron. Just go! You're wasting time! Welcome to Pottercast, your number one source for news, theories, discussion and interviews with people from the Potter books and films. I know a small amount myself having written the books. My name is Jakey Running. I am now happy to introduce your hosts, Melissa, John and Frank. Alright. Hello, I'm Melissa. I'm John. And I'm Frack. And this is going to be the least mature episode of Pottercast you've ever heard. And well, if it's, it's your first fault. episode of Pottercast, let, let's just assure you, <laughs> that is a very What a high great bar. way to start 2019. It is. Well, we've never had such ridiculous new canon It's not before. new. This has been it's out for new. a long time. And I honestly am on like, the... I think I'm in the minority here. It doesn't bother me. In, in right, the 2019 like, news cycle of it all, it's, it's old, but it's still new to 2019, is it not? That's true. It is. Everyone's losing their mind over it this year for some reason. Right. There hasn't been any more ridiculous new canon beyond this. It is the newest. Well, can we go back for a second and talk about what this is in case... They have missed it, and they only get their Potter news from Pottercast, which is a choice I accept, but might leave them in the dark in this moment. <laughs> let's let's that, do it. That's my other note. Um, <laughs> when doing the news, actually spend time to give it as if no one has heard it yet. Don't, like, not do that. Anyway, ed- editorial note. So Pottermore, uh, because it was World Trivia Day, picked a fun fact from that was already released on Pottermore to tweet. And just, you know... People had read this before, didn't make that much of a deal of it, but when you tweet it out alone, it created a, um, let's call it a storm. <laughs> I would argue, too, that I think it being from, it was from Pottermore, yeah? It's from Pottermore, yeah. Yeah, when it was first on Pottermore, the people seeking it out were seeking out information who were going to be probably a little more open-minded about that kind of stuff. When it's tweeted onto your feed... You're going to be like, what? You know what I mean? Like, it's different having something handed to you and then looking something up. And totally. so I'm thinking that's probably part of it, too, maybe. I don't know, because it's not brand new. Completely. Um, so to somebody, okay, I have it. Here we go. The tweet said, Hogwarts didn't always have bathrooms. Before adopting muggle plumbing methods in the 18th century, witchers and wizards simply relieved themselves wherever they stood and vanished the evidence. <laughs> It's just the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard in all of my time doing this. Why is this ridiculous? Like, humans used to poop in their bedroom and leave it in a bowl and just leave it there. Don't you think that would be better? To go to a designated spot as opposed to wherever you are and you're inconveniencing everybody around you until you vanish it? Why can't you vanish it out of your body? Well, why isn't I thought some people were saying how like they would just go in their pants and then just vanish it. Or sure, if but if you're robes, standing next to somebody, won't you be floor. able to tell? <laughs> That's right. True. Like the pri- there's a privacy element number one. There's a <laughs> at what age are you capable of doing this number two without needing help from like a relative or a friend right? or whoever? Like at what what age at Hogwarts or what year at Hogwarts? Are you eleven you before spell? you stop just pooping on the floor? Right. And like, 
is there a squat that's involved? Also, or is it- your mom and dad would vanish it for you. Right, but you have to go get your mom and dad. You're 11. We toilet I train at No, but three. I mean, not at, at 11. They're probably like, okay, you take my wand. Mom, Take you take the wand. The wand. Like, right, you still have to alert your mother. What if you're in a store and your mother walks away? Or I mean, at a shop? Just, but if a child would always need to tell their parent then you go to the bathroom. Not regardless. at 11 years old. Until three. Now. Well, at well at eleven, you oh, I guess they get their own wand at eleven. No, you but, can't. Like, they can't do magic outside school. They can't do magic when they're young. Well, they can. They just they're not like they, they're in the book. It talks about when Harry loses the trace, or in the second one That's or something even, like. It's, it's not the even, parents. The parents are the ones who stop them from using magic. They sure, can. It's not even they're eleven. Not, they shouldn't. It's not even eleven. They come home from Hogwarts even when they're in school and they're not allowed to use a wand. Are you yeah, telling but, me that wizarding kids up until eighteen years old had to get their parents when they were at home for the summer? No, at the home for the summer, they just use their own wand. Could they have their own wand? They can't. They're not allowed. Yes, they can. Yes, they can. They, just because they to... get away with it doesn't mean they are allowed. No, what but, about no, Muggleborns? No. no, but I'm talking about in the book, it even talks about how like it's up to the parents to monitor that. The ones that are in Muggle households are the only ones they can tell if they're and doing it. And I'm telling you that even if they don't, even if they get away with it because they're in a wizarding household, no, no, I, even oh, if I'm they sorry. get away with it, they're still not allowed. They're not allowed just because the parents, just because they get, Fred and George were not allowed to be using magic over the summer. Some of them get away with it, but they're not allowed. Then what about Muggleborns? I, but Muggleborns would just use the toilet because they grew up using a toilet so but, to me that's not an issue like well i this is pre-plumbing oh is what pre-plumbing I'm saying. this is pre-plumbing. well then they would just they would do what the muggles would do but i mean i guess why that's don't my logic. all the wizards do what the muggles do do you see I, the- okay like i assumed okay like if if it's legitimately like you're on the bus and you just take a dump and then vanish your turd that's weird i will give everyone that <laughs> i was not thinking of it in that context i was thinking like okay they have to go to the bathroom so you make arrangements to go to the bathroom and then you just vanish it. It's just their version of toilet paper. That's how I see it. And so it, why when it can't comes you to the kids, vanish thing, it out of your body. Well, no, no, you just mentioned a very important thing. Like toilet paper, is that involved? Is there a separate spell to like clean themselves? Like there's a whole lot about the specifics of this that I'm really... No, it's just vanish. Well, imagine if you vanish all the poop, then there's nothing but to clean also, it's vanished. But also, remember what, what McGonagall says in when she answers the Ravenclaw riddle in 7? Where do objects vanish b- Vanish objects go? Into nothingness, which is into everything. So is yeah, the wizarding world gross. just full of poop? Yeah, see, that's the thing I have issue with. Like, the fact that, like, okay, vanish your poop, whatever. I have more issue with the fact that, like, vanishing things fundamentally affects physics on this planet. Like, you can't vanish things. And people are fine vanishing things. But as soon as it comes to poop, they're like, no, that's ridiculous. I'm like, this is the what? weirdest. This is the weirdest form of wizard and climate change I've ever heard of. <laughs> you, I, okay, well, okay, with the kid thing, just because it's like, it's kind of like that. It's like that whole um, discretion versus like, like you have discretion to enforce laws. You don't like, I, I don't think it's illegal for them to vanish poop. Remember when Fred says, I always hope they won't give us these, the letters? It's not that, it's not, like, they, like they're allowed to get, they get away, the trace gets confused because they're in a wizarding household. Sure. But that doesn't mean that they're allowed. They're not allowed. Just because no, but, custom but, is different than law. I know, but at the same time, like, 
why point out that cultural like thing like oh it's up to the parents for the whole if nobody the, so says need, it's so up home to the school parents. nobody yeah, ever there is a there's a part in the book i'd have to look at it i'll look at it it up. doesn't say it's um, up to the parents to enforce it it says that it the trace doesn't doesn't get activated when you're in a wizarding household because it can't necessarily tell. No, that the trace is active. They just can't. It just goes off all the time. It gets confused, Be- but yeah, because it senses magic around it. You're not. It doesn't mean you're allowed. I not. So you you can't practice. Kids who choose not to go to Hogwarts, the parents who don't want their kids to go to Hogwarts, like there means they can never learn magic until they're seventeen. I would imagine the regulation no. extends to when you are not learning, you are not using your wand. I would imagine. I mean, we don't know for sure, but that sounds that sounds like it makes sense to me. That seems incongruent with the when they were when Harry was asking about the trace and stuff like that. Like when they talked about, oh, it's up to. I think it's in the, it it's never in the seventh book or the second it's one. It's up to the parents to decide if, like, the, the, the legal responsibility. It is not said in the books that the law is, you know, subject no, to I the know, parents. I mean, well, it's a, I, what I mean there is not obviously the parents aren't going to arrest their kids, but it's just like since right. the trace is no good. What's up to the parents that, is to they're, enforce they're, they're the law. They're depending at home. on the parents to right. enforce those rules, not to let and, them break it, but to enforce it. They're depending yeah, on. Yeah, but at the same too. time, it's, it's like legal it's, in. It's legal in like the states. Like if you were at home and you want to like, but if that's you're what I'm teenager, saying. Wa- no, I'm not. If your teenager wants saying. to drink alcohol at home, that's legal. That's not that's, legal. Yeah, you can. Someone can arrest you for letting your teenager have a glass of wine at at, at dinner. I can't imagine that situation would happen. But somebody can absolutely arrest you for creating a situation where somebody who's not allowed to drink drinks. Hundred percent. But I think you're right. Like, if you're under 21 in the United States, like you're legally not allowed to have alcohol. Um, so, this article says overall, it appears the Ministry of Magic generally limits enforcement of the decree to situations where underage wizards perform magic in front of Muggles. Yeah, typically. And then. The stipulation being paragraph C of the clause states that it is a crime to knowingly perform magic in a muggle inhabited area and in the presence of a muggle. However, clause 7 also states that magic can be used in front of muggles in exceptional circumstances, including situations when the life of the witch or wizard is threatened or the life of other witches, wizards, and muggles are threatened. So I think there's a distinction that they make between the trace, like it's active and you can get an alert and you might get a little ding. And you're actually breaking the the code of wizarding secrecy. Like that's like a that's what would get you the violation. So if the whole Weasley family's out and magic happens in front of a bunch of muggles, they might investigate it and figure out if it was who it was. And obviously, if it's a Hogwarts student, then they're going to be expelled. But if it's an adult, then they're going to like face criminal charges. You know. Whereas the trace might mm-hmm. might be like ding ding ding. There's magic happening where there shouldn't be ding ding ding. I think the trace is more just in my my understanding of the trace. It was just objective. It just if there's magic around it, it just lights up, and then the context is dictated upon someone watching it. Like I imagine, like there's some sort of record. Like okay, Harry's a Muggle-born, and so if Harry's dings, we need to look into this because he shouldn't be around magic. With the Weasleys, it's like if his dings. That's fine because the parents and the brothers and the sisters are probably doing magic, so there's less reason. But then at the same time, I like like the context of like, oh, oh wait, for some reason, if they know that all the the grown ups are gone and there's magic happening at the house, I guess you can enchant. I wonder if enchanted objects, like if if Mrs. Weasley made like the dishes clean themselves and then she left or apparated away, and like Ginny walked by, would her trace activate because of that magic? It's going on, or only when it was cast. 
and says the use of objects already enchanted by someone else does not count as a violation. Ah, as, stated, so cool. as stated by Ron, uh, who at the time was age 12, when he and his brothers Fred and George, age 14, were using their father's flying Fort Anglia during the summer holidays. So I think, for the, for clarity, I think the whole the trace is complete bureaucratic BS nonsense. Like, I think it's stupid. Um, also, it was written in 1875, which is a 19th century uh, so yes, they had bathrooms when they made this law. So it's all, everything that we've been talking about has been irrelevant. <laughs> right. Well, also we're leaping over like the idea that this, this is a magic that requires a wand. Yeah. Um, let's go back. There are, <laughs> let's go back. Let's go back. Isn't there a chamber pot room at Hogwarts? There are lots of different ways in which you could like magically vanish something in this world, including things like port keys and flu powder and so it's easy to imagine the idea of sitting on top of something like an old outhouse like prior to plumbing that would vanish anything that falls into it which seems kind of dangerous like dropping all sorts of things in that you know chamber pothole and have it just vanish into the poop room wherever that would be but Um, here's what i take contention with if muggles before plumbing had figured out that the best thing to do was to find some sort of receptacle and do our version of vanishing, which at that time was disgustingly throwing it in the street, whatever, that's our version of vanishing, right? Why weren't the wizards smart enough to be like, you know, it would be good going to a designated spot, using a receptacle, and then vanishing that? Right. Well, see, now I'm thinking about when we toured the Tower of London recently, like a year ago. And they were showing us, like, the equivalent of, like, an old bathroom pre-plumbing. And basically what it was, it w- it looked kind of like a chair with a hole in it that you would go in and it would immediately, like, fall down a chute that would throw it outside, like, on the street next to the tower, which they ex- explained was pretty common mm-hmm. and you know, part of why things were really gross back then. Uh, <laughs> there were no sewers even at the time. Like we're rewatching Game of Thrones, and like you see some, you see some of that in Game of Thrones. Yeah, I, w- I would imagine that Hogwarts. I guess if they, if a wizard built the castle, and they had, and if that was pr- standard practice, they wouldn't, they wouldn't have built like those toilet rooms that castles had. Because I remember Game of Thrones when somebody's on the toilet and gets hurt and killed and i remember going like oh that's a castle toilet that's kind of fun to see and then i was thinking in this like wouldn't they have castle toilets but i guess logically if the four founders made the who built this or the architect who built it is a wizard and never used that they would just not put that in i was right so i went to a old irish castle once and they they like strained to make the modern toilets look like the old you know and it was yeah it looked it looked like it was like a chair with a hole in it and like yeah why why can't i'm sh- you know wizards are not dumb so it's, it's like let's talk through you're walking down the street and now you alert the person next to you that you've just pooped by smell alone <laughs> do you walk around with an odor charm around so that nobody can smell anything yeah i mean that's interesting maybe that was part of it 
Well, we'd have to get into like the history of, you know, like perfumes and other ways of making shit not smell like shit because <laughs> prior to plumbing, like, like here's something that I, I just remembered thinking about this too. I was um, at Disney World in um, the like America area and uh, near, near the Hall of Presidents and somebody was explaining that much of the pavement in this area is the color that it is. Um, it's, it's, it's kind of brown because traditionally in these, in early colonial times in America, no plumbing, plumbing existed. Many people would take their waste and dump it from their windows onto the street outside. So the brown pavement in this area is a detail which accurately represents the sewage oh, of God. the early Americans. God. And I'm sure that wasn't special to them. And so really the magical upgrade here is that instead of throwing it out the window they're vanishing it so they don't have to look at it um that that would be all well and good except for the sentence in here that she's like they just decide to like basically go wherever they feel like it like like they, they simply relieve themselves where they stood it that that's the part more than anything that grosses me out same what if you're having a hard day or what if you're just in mid conversation with somebody and like like is it understood amongst all of you that like well we're all going to be doing this maybe it's a cultural thing maybe maybe it's for them growing up that way it's just like oh give me a second and you're like oh two seconds like one second and like and like maybe <laughs> that'd be so funny to having like a muggle born coming to Hogwarts right and all of a sudden like wait what are you whoa, whoa what are you doing what are you doing <laughs> well because you know that there'd be like the magical like conservatives there that want to do things like they did in the old wizarding world oh that's right and that's like would not do things the modern way uh so they're they like and and here here's what I want to know like did they vanish it as it is being expelled from their body like is this like a continuous spell like as it touches air it's removed or does it all have to come out first and then it's removed all at once and again is there a follow-up charm to like clean yourself why do we need to know any of this because this is the part that separates it from like this really nice sanitary spell to uh something super gross what if you know how i probably i use this example probably too much but whatever you know how when tonks fills up harry's trunk and she can't get the socks to fold but her mom can blah blah right. blah um mm-hmm. what if some people are just more adept at vanishing so some <sighs> people can remove it from their Good colon God. and other people are like no no i gotta poop it out first because i don't want to like like splinching you know what i mean like some people are better at apparating than others some people will splinch like, yeah they're like they're like, I'm not going to risk vanishing totally. my, my intestine too. I imagine you have like, to be a so pretty like they advanced. Poop it out. That seems to be like, yeah. like a super advanced. Like when you're an adult, you're like, all right, I'm going to learn how to do this, but I got to learn how to do it carefully because. Yeah. It just seems maybe it's something like that that gives you some more wiggle room. It's more of art, an art than a science. It's not like pressing a button. It's learning how to do it. Every, it's doing it every time, you know? I don't know. I, I, I just, the furor, the, the outcry over this. The outcry over this, to me, again, I'm going to just say it's confusing because... Why? Because to me, it's just van- like the, the, the verb of vanishing 
is what we should be talking about, not what they're vanishing. Like, in my opinion, Interesting. like just like I just think the fact that they can vanish things and it doesn't affect the world around them or maybe it makes everything slightly denser like is there a science behind it and maybe because it's going into everything it's unnoticeable to us like every every molecule gets like point 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 zero 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 one more or is it literally ceasing to exist because what if you just kept vanishing the planet could you vanish the planet out of existence like just rock at a time well how about in a duel could you vanish the person you're dueling Ooh, yeah. What's the biggest thing you can vanish? And like, is there a limit? Is it take like energy of your own, or does it have like, to be magical core? Yeah. To that's something they never really explained in Harry Potter. Like, yeah. Like, what's the mana? Like, what's the exactly? Like, there's no burning cost. There's no like a, a vodka daver is just takes just as much energy as a stupefy. Oh, but I guess what's your uh, Bellatrix does talk about how you have to mean it. That can affect the spell, yeah. your, like your the passion and the intent behind it. Well, there's mm. that, but then, but like, what what would limit you? What like what is the limit? Yeah. Because we've seen in just our newest movie here with the Crimes of Grindelwald, all of the all of those people, including like the oldest freaking dude ever to be, had to line up in a circle all with their wands at the same time to combat this one spell that Grindelwald does. Um, yeah. So. There's definitely limits to people's individual magical ability, but but why and and what is the limit? Yeah, because like with the fiend fire too. Like remember, crab he made the fiend fire and he lost control of it, and so that's sure, it, yeah. Like some spells themselves seem to take on a life of their own, and they and might, that's kind of like the balance. Maybe sometimes, <laughs> yeah. It's tricky. It is. <laughs> it's a it's a difficult one, but this this whole conversation and vanishing things reminds me of when we had in an older episode um talked about um how they give birth in the magical world and the merits of trying to d deliver the baby magically oh that's right to like transport it from inside of yourself to outside of yourself they and, have to right you know you would seem like it would seem like that would be something you'd want to do unless the magic can't be controlled so precisely that you would be concerned about transporting some organ in your body along with the baby by accident or instead of mm -hmm. and if that's the case then you could see why they wouldn't want to vanish their own poops um while they're still inside of you i think that anytime that's why they have healers and like specialized whatever because yeah, anytime you're messing with an internal organ or something that's not that's actually part of a person, still, mm -hmm. you it's difficult and probably just like we don't want to like cut into people without severe training, you know? Yeah, and remember how how aggressively um, the uh, who was it? Mrs. Weasley was like, "Ew, I don't want you stitched up like one of, by one of those like surgeons, those muggle surgeons, and like how just what an absurd concept mm -hmm. that was to her that you'd get sewn back together." So there has to be some sort of more, I guess, for lack of a better word, like clinical. What if you can shrink the baby so it's easier to come out? That'd be nice. That oh god, that seems uh, yeah. I mean, like they've got transfiguration; they could transfigure the child into a you know a slug. <laughs> I'm just thinking of something that would be easy easy to pass. Oh, golly. 
Well, that was a new image. I appreciate it. Yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> um, oh, that's there has to be some like I'd love to read a little short story about like a day in a wizarding nurse. Like, what does that yeah. do for her? Like, what kind of spells they use? Like, is it just potions? Like, imagine potions would be a huge part of healing. Yeah. I was thinking about that today and I was trying to figure out just how much we knew about what would be the distinction between something they would use a potion for and something they would use some kind of charm for. It's like, you know, certainly like we see a lot of this in Chamber of Secrets when Harry breaks his arm and we see, you know, one attempt to fix it go horribly wrong. Not to worry, Harry, I will fix that arm of yours straight away. No. But yet. it was from somebody that you know, we have reason to believe is not as talented as he, you know, <laughs> thinks that he is. So could a more competent wizard repair it with a spell? I think Madame Pomfrey could. But she, she says Madame, she could mend bones. and. She said know. that she could mend them. Oh, but right. But she can't regrow right. them without. That's right. Okay. That's I didn't. I forgot we actually had an example of someone vanishing something from internally on the bot, like an internal organ right. or an internal part of your body vanishing. Like we how, actually, how did that, it go horrendously wrong like that? Like he's trying to repair something and it vanishes the bones. Oh God. It's interesting though because he was trying to fix. So his magic was focused on the right object, but it did the wrong thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like he, instead of mending, he made a, he made he made the break go away. But he made all the bones go away. You know what I mean? Yeah. What if that was the wording of the spell and he just did it? Yeah. Ugh, and How do you invent spells? The purposes of incantations and the idea of like pronunciation affecting the magic. And then in other times, it's incantation is not hardly even necessary to specify what you want to do. Like finite incantatum does so many flipping things, um, <laughs> you know. It can just, you know, be the opposite of the thing that you're trying to use it against, you know, yeah. or that, you know, sometimes we see specific Reparo incantations when surely just saying Reparo should cut it. But right. even now in Fantastic Beasts, the most recent one, we see Papyrus Reparo because we had to specify that we were using it on a postcard. Um, and not the font. So, <laughs> not not the font. Yeah, Frankie. Let's. If I can vanish anything, I'd vanish papyrus. Hey, I yo. know you would. <laughs> yes, you would. I would. I would figure that out if I could do some sort of incantation to make papyrus cease to exist. You hate it. It's my favorite Frankie fact. Oh, it's the worst. <laughs> it, you know, it's not the worst. People use it wrong. It's a title font that people use as body text. It should never be that. And they just type it out and let it be. You need to adjust the kerning. The font is, it's just, mm, it's, that font needs a lot of love. Chipotle, that's a version of, uh, Chipotle's logo is a version of Papyrus. Mm -hmm. it's, huh. it's, it's, it's muddled down and it's smoothed out, but it's very, you can tell they're cousins. And they do it right there. But it's fine. It's just people... <laughs> this is going to sound very arrogant. It's just people who don't know what they're doing are using it. And I don't mean that in a mean way. But if you're using papyrus, do a gut check and make sure you actually <laughs> needs it needs to be used there. Yeah, you do. If you're Frankie thinks if you're using just, papyrus, you're just an idiot. <laughs> Basically. I don't, no, I don't want to be too mean, but I do hate that font. 
All right, what are we talking about? Because I've lost complete. Okay, well, well, this is not like a Pottermore announcement. We're going to talk about some other, some other. Since Pottermore decided to pull out some weird little facts that we may, you may or may not know about the Wizarding World, we decided to find some other little facts you may not realize about the Wizarding World. Uh, one of them is that Trelawney is married or was married. Sybil Trelawney married early, but it ended in unforeseen rupture due to Sybil's refusal to accept the surname. Wait for it, Higglebottom. Giggle bottom, higgle bottom, higgle bottom. Uh, okay. I wrote that. I I read that from the wiki, but I'm going to go to the actual. Um, Just for fun, while you're doing that, here are some spells used to heal your body or something related to that. Um, there's one called uh, ana anapino or anapneo, something like that, uh-huh. which uh, clears the target's uh, throat if it is blocked or if they were choking. It's like sleep apnea. Mm-hmm. Um, a pisky. Oh. Heals relatively minor injuries such as a broken nose or split lips. Tergio uh, is a cleaning spell used to siphon any liquid such as blood, dust, or grease off the target. Um, and uh, Reperiforos or Reperiforos. I should not be the one trying to read these words. <laughs> Reperiforos. Uh, reverts minor magically induced ailments like paralysis and poisoning. If you were like super rich or for some reason like worked on a farm for phoenixes and you had like an unlimited supply of phoenix tears, could you just use them for like anything? I think so. Like, I wonder what it can. I wonder if we can only fix magical ailments capable of reviving a person from any injury even if the person is at the brink of death wow it seems so selfish not to give that to muggles so what do we think it's trelawney married i don't think so <laughs> i mean she was it's so. not like she was but at the time of when umbridge was trying to fire no her no no, no. Five, it ended fast because she wouldn't take the name hinklebottom Right. I mean, good riddance for then for her. Like that's a jerk move on his part. Yeah, she's just she's just too precious precious of a snowflake. How about this one? <laughs> Umbridge's mom is a Muggle. That is crazy. That's pretty. She's a Muggleborn. Does that make you a Muggleborn if one of them? Oh yeah. I should think. Does it make you Muggleborn? Especially the mom. But like in the same way that um, Hermione's a muggle-born? No, see, I think she's a half-blood. She's a half-blood, that's right. Muggle, yeah, a muggle-born. Oh, is that if you're born to two muggles? Yeah, because like Seamus, who's the one that doesn't know if his if his dad was a, a wizard? Was it Seamus? No, Seamus says mom's muggle, mom's muggle, dad's a witch. Um... No, mom, dad's a muggle, mom's a witch, right surprise when he found out. And right. then, is it Dean? Dean who didn't know his dad? Maybe. I thought one of them didn't know their dad. And so they didn't know because that's why they were all, yeah, I think it was Dean because we learned about that when he was, when they were camping in the book seven and they overheard him talking because he had to go on the run because he couldn't prove that he actually oh, had status, right? right, 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 right. I think. Yeah, nice recall on that one. Right. I just really like the whole logic of the world. And so when, when it talks about that kind of stuff, that stuff kind of sticks to me a little bit. Because I'm like, ooh, he wasn't. I like that they don't even know. And there's no way to. It's kind of cool. There's no way to tell. Like, there's no way to, like, give a potion or a spell to be like, oh, yeah, you're this. 
Yeah, that's also like the lines are so muddled, right? So you're a you're a half-blood, but you come from a long line of purity. So does that mean that you're more pure than somebody who has two wizarding parents but has more muggles in their previous parentage? Um, what about incest? What does that do to it? It's Oh yeah, that's right. Because the if it's the it's, same the exact gaunts. magical line, is it like is it does that because like so if say like if her like Hermione and Ron's kids are they purebloods? They're not Muggleborns. Are they, are they halfbloods? Because because once Hermione is a witch, that means both that she is witch blood. So that means her children would be wouldn't be halfbloods. Right, even though she is, I think it's an. I've always assumed, or she's a mudblood. Well, oh, ooh, no! Sorry. Don't you take that back. I've always assumed she. It's in the eye of the beholder a bit. So, like, Voldemort is technically a half blood, yeah. but he would never call himself that. He calls Harry a half blood because of his mom, even though he's technically pure blood because both of his parents were wizards. And I think it's just who wherever you are that's what you it's like the words you use you know it's like it's all it's like the way i think i think the way racism works too you know mm, it's like yeah. well i'm i have my own value judgment system and i'm just going to use it arbitrarily because of what suits me at this moment mm. or what was taught or what was taught what you were taught and you haven't you're not you haven't challenged it yet which is a child born with magic to two muggle parents is considered a muggle-born and at hogwarts although at some other schools like durmstrang they don't admit muggle-borns uh salazar slytherin fell out of favor with the other founders uh, for this reason because he wanted to limit attendance uh to those from all magical families but like what does that mean if you have two muggle if you have two wizarding parents is that where it stops if you have two wizarding parents who were both wait for it they're both muggle-born with no, yeah. so they're both the first wizards in their families. They get married. Uh-huh. Are they more pure blood than the person who has one Muggle parent? I don't know if that's ever been specified, but my gut is telling me that the reason for the discrimination is more based on magical class, and if they had been raised magical, mm. or if they discovered it at eleven. Um, that the people who felt like they had more right to the magic were the ones that lived with it all their lives. So maybe they would be cool with people that were born right. to two parents that maybe didn't weren't raised with magic themselves, but were at least raising their child with magic. Kind of like old money, new money? This sounds an awful lot like some kind of something-something uh, race something conversation that is uh, sketchy as dumbledore says uh you place too much importance and you always have on the so-called purity of blood you fail to recognize that it matters not what someone is born but what they grow to be Mm. who was he saying that to uh snape right or no no wait you place not someone is born but who they grow to be oh man I used to know this. I don't. <laughs> um. Wait, wait. <laughs> John, a little smug giggle. <laughs> oh, it's got to be Lucius. 
You can go ahead and guess too, Frankie. I did. I, I guessed that it was uh, that it was um, Snape or maybe Draco. I'll give you a hint. It's book four. Book four. Oh, it's a it's a minister. No, God, I feel so. Four. Is it is it Kirkorov? Is it uh, what's his name? I yeah, have no the, um, idea. You are blinded, said Dumbledore, his voice rising now, the aura of power around him palpable, his eyes blazing once more. By the love of the office you hold, Cornelius. Cornelius, uh, You place too much God. importance, and you always have done on the so-called purity we of We should blood. have one of these every episode. Someone tries to gotcha to the, the other ones. Uh. <laughs> Just the weekly gotcha. A gotcha moment. Yeah. From I love that. That's great. Damn. I don't even remember this moment. I don't remember. I uh, we need to reread it. Speaking of rereading, we will be rereading. That's the beginning. That's the beginning of the of that one, right? Like the beginning of the fourth. No. Book when he's talking to the minister. No, it's the office you hold. It's um. It's uh. That's that's the scene where he tells him the Voldemort's back. He doesn't believe him, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, is that? In, oh, that's that's the beginning of five. Yeah. No, it's the end of four. It's when they're in the um hospital wing. No, the one I'm. Oh, you're thinking of five. Got of, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's such an intense like bit of dialogue between the two of them. That's lovely, though. Dumbledore is such a great, wonderful tool of like exposition and like moral compass, but it was totally fit within the character, so it wasn't that. It was just kind of him being him. I feel like it would be a cool segment for us to try to like pick little moments from the books that weren't in the movies to highlight mm-hmm. for all the people that maybe have just seen the oh, movies. Oh, that would be fun. Yeah, I like because that. like we can talk about the fourth one because that's I think one of the reasons I, I don't like the fourth movie so much, A, it's objectively dumb in some respects. <laughs> objectively. Um, it is. I'm sorry. It is just dumb. it is. There are some decisions they made that I just are so eye roll inducing. It's like, oh my gosh. Like Stupid Barty Crouch Jr. licking his yeah, lips constantly like a snake. Like, what? Like, what is he, a lizard? Like, no. Like, that is so, such weak storytelling that you could, like, you revert to that to be your tell. Like, I'm sorry. <laughs> Dumbledore would have noticed his bet, one of his good friends and comrade in arms constantly licking yeah, his cheek doing that and blinking. Thing. Yeah, like, no. And then I didn't like their hair, but that's me being very petty. <laughs> <laughs> I just didn't like how all their hairs were so moppy and long, but that's... That hair was popular back then. No, it wasn't. It was atrocious. They had mops. <laughs> I think that's what my hair looked like back then. The for- the end of the fourth movie, though, is a- is brilliant. Like, Voldemort coming back, that graveyard scene, they-, they rocked it. It was awesome. I love how the cauldron melts and kind of goes away. Like, oh, so good. Um, so I don't hate it completely. Uh, okay, um- I, w- I wanted to see uh, Vila's on screen. I still want to see a Vila in action on screen. Okay, wait. Back to the chamber pots for a second. Or the yes. wizard poop for a second. Sorry, I had another thought. <laughs> Doesn't Dumbledore talk about the chamber pots room? That's his. That's how he talks about the room requirement, right? Like, he was looking for something and, and it was full of chamber pots. So what use yeah, did wizards have for chamber pee. pots? I don't know. What use do wizards have for chamber pots? Maybe because Dumbledore is older, and so since the room requirement <laughs> was reading what he required, he just imagined... <laughs> Chamber pot versus toilet. Rubbish. Well, he's only... What is he? 150? Does it take a few years? <laughs> or maybe because... It's a chamber pot. It's, it was, it's pre-toilet. That's a chamber pot. 
Yeah. So is it just like it looks sort of like a toilet, but there's no plumbing, so it just sits in it's there? It's a bucket. No, it's a, it's a bowl. It's like a, it's like a little ceramic bowl. Sometimes it had lids, depending on what it was. It was for your bedroom. You'd keep it under your bed or in the corner. You'd poop and pee in it and then throw it out the window later or right then and there. But that was like what you put in it so you didn't right. touch it. It's a portable toilet. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's just like you think about all of the household items that uh, they use in the magical world that they also use in the muggle world. And it's like they're not going to reinvent everything down to like the silliest thing. Like they're not going to like, oh, we need a new doorknob because the muggles, they invented these doorknobs. And, you know, like we can't be using muggle things like even the purest of blood, you know, Malfoys have have doorknobs sure but they use doorknobs as doorknobs so if they had chamber pots this is what i'm saying right see i i thought they would have had oh i see what you're saying melissa like why would they even know what a chamber pot is if they would just vanish it right i see i am i would argue then there were probably the vanishing of poop was a standard how it was vanished probably varied culture to culture some people would use a chamber pot poop in there poop it's gone some people just eh, in their pants and ooh, it's gone maybe it was a cultural or a household thing maybe just the vanishing of poop is the point that was the staple where it was vanished how it was vanished when it was vanished was maybe up to each individual witch or wizard this is so wild is the whole thing so wild <laughs> it is walking down but, the street whoops but apparently like there's like whoops. a muzzle history for this too that um, in medieval times, that's what would happen. People would just squat in the street and go. Oh, okay. Or like wherever they were, pre-streets, you know, like marshes or whatever. Yeah. Someone brought up, someone I was, was it, maybe, was it you guys or someone I was, maybe someone at work was talking about how like that even happens in some countries now. People just poop on the street. And, and I was like, oh, what, okay. What country is this so I can stay away from it? I don't remember and i don't want to get it wrong because if i get it wrong it's just such a horrible thing to say about a country you know what i mean um yes i guess i don't i don't, I don't remember but i just i maybe it was, well, it wasn't you guys but i thought that was interesting I forgot so i that. found a fun article um 11 facts about medieval hygiene that will make you thankful for the modern bathroom and it's <laughs> it's pretty funny um so the chamber pots they used to throw it out the window yep Nose bags were filled with flowers and other fragrances that would be used to be able to stomach the smell of the streets. So men and women would put like their noses to their nose bags when the smell got nasty. Um, There was no such thing as toilet paper. People would use like moss, a rag or hay or whatever. Um, People publicly bathed in all the same water. So awesome. Castles were surrounded by waste. The plumbing system of medieval castles was designed so that the waste products would flow straight into the moat. These guard robes extend outside the walls of the castle and had an opening at the, at the bottom that would empty into the moat. The moat was used as a defense mechanism, and boy was it smelly. Invaders would be in for <laughs> surprise when they tried to cross uninvited. Ah! <laughs> Gross. All of this. I'm so glad we have running water. It's the best thing. I know that in um, one of the reasons that like right hand versus left hand became a like something that was like enforced on people was that i think culturally that you would use your left hand to clean yourself and your right hand was used like that was kind of like the agreement among society i think this was was it maybe in maybe something i talked about at church at one point that's where they're talking about the left and right hand that's how i got the context so so maybe it was more of like a hebrew thing or an old ancient 
thing in on in the Middle East, but I think like the left hand was used to clean yourself and the oh. right hand, that's why it had the hand of favor oh. in connotation because that's what you did, like we ate with and would greet people with. And so like that, that practical notion kind of bled into the, like the, oh, the left hand's wrong, the right hand's right type of thing when there's no, it just, the culture dictated that at the time because that's what they would, how that you would do it. I don't know. I think that's accurate, but I don't know. I, that was something I'm remembering from a long time ago. Yikes. You know, I'm thinking about the vanishing poop again. <laughs> and it's got me thinking, do you remember the Gamp's law of elemental transfiguration? Mm-hmm. Yes. So as, essentially, besides like the specific things like, you know, they, they, they don't want you duplicating money and things like that. And like you can't you can't just conjure food from nowhere. Um, but you can, strangely, you can multiply existing food or make it bigger. Mm-hmm. Um, it seems to kind of revolve around this idea that you can't basically create something from nothing. Yeah, but they can make it go away. That's what bothers me about vanishing because of that. Well, law. no, what bothers me is that if the only limitation to conjuration is it can't come from nothing, it would put a premium then on matter that you don't have any use for if you're looking for something to transfigure hmm. what 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 good would it do to vanish something if you could transfigure it into something else yeah i kind of see where you're going but no like, maybe like well food. maybe that's i see where you're going and i'm uncomfortable with this <laughs> <laughs> but maybe there is something to it maybe maybe when you vanish something and it does go into everything into non-being or everything Maybe yeah. that is the like the loophole in the logic of like oh yeah sure like when a, when you do like like when Dumbledore summoned that conjured that chair that was all ornate and fancier than the other chair that was there was that because he was better at magic so he made a fancy chair or did he just teleport a fancy chair that he exists that he owned around, uh, to him you know what I mean like was he like how that's where they explained how, like, Mrs. Weasley will like, cook and stuff. Like, she could, like, make stuff appear, but she was just teleporting her existing ingredients into each other or something like that. Um, so, like, in your guys' heads, did Dumbledore create this chair out of nothingness for this moment in which the spell exists? Or did he, there was another, that was a, that was a chair that he vanished at some point or a chair in his office that he just made appear? I think he accesses the molecules. I would imagine he could have. He well, could have transported it. Well, maybe. I imagine that he made it, but that makes more sense that he could transport it because then you can't create something. But he like nothing. draws it. He like literally draws it. So that says to me that he's pulling the elements together, but just opinion. Like I have no idea. Dumbledore is super creative with magic. And that yes, reminds me of when I saw Crimes of Grindelwald again recently. Did we ever nail down what magic that glove was and how the hell that would have worked? Because that seemed like the combination of like a port key and some kind of charm to like animate this object to it's, like. It was probably just a, a Wingardium Leviosa and a port key, some sort of levitation charm. And he has he's adept at levitating things. So that's how he's able to actually make it move and point and all that kind of stuff. Maybe. But like, uh-huh. are we convinced that 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 was a port key? Because like port key registrations are very strict. Like they couldn't get Newt out of, you know, England again without 
going all the way to the coast to some sketchy port key guy. We've seen Dumbledore make a port key legally before. He's probably talented enough to do it. Maybe it's like just do more it without a, being noticed by the government. Or yeah, he, does he did it, it at Hogwarts, yeah. but maybe because Hogwarts helped him because it's so secure. I don't it was know. Also, I think I just assumed it's hard to do. Yeah. Say it again. It was also inside his office, so maybe yeah. that's it's like yeah. his office. I don't know, but yeah, my understanding is that he can make it whenever he wants. Yeah, I assumed it's kind of it's like a high skill set, yeah, and Dumbledore just has like, that high skill set. I don't if think there's magic involved in like detecting when people make port keys. Somebody like Dumbledore would be adept in like how to block such a such such a trace. Dare I say the word? Get us into that conversation again. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, I just remembered thinking like, wow, like that seems like a really over elaborate way of bringing Newt over to where he'd like him to be <laughs> to make a port key and have it hover in front of his face but maybe, i liked it maybe since it's a, probably why they did it yeah and maybe since it's a, a sh- maybe distance of port key really does matter maybe like since it was only from like a to b that bubble of travel didn't that cross any lines you know what i mean like i don't know or it could have been like uh you know when he touched it it um told him the coordinates of where to operate somehow like when you touch somebody while you're operating, you can bring them along with you. That's interesting. What if there is some sort of spell in which maybe that's a loophole which Dumbledore could could exploit? Like, you know how he hid yeah. the stone in the mirror? What if that charm was more along the lines of like it's it's the the charm was to make. Uh, maybe it was more of a memory charm ish, like a mind thing that made him do it. Like mm-hmm. it wasn't Dumbledore's magic. Dumbledore's magic is what made it was push the button in Newt to actually flex that muscle, like yeah. teleport up. That'd be kind of fun. I didn't think of that. Right. I love all this magic nonsense. Yeah, because if he was trying to give him port keys, then like we should have just given him one in that business card instead of it just being like a little compass to get to where he needed to go. Like if he needed to give Newt a little thing to go to the safe house, just give him the Give him a stinking port key to get to the safe house. Yeah, but the port key has to be like used at that moment. But like, what if it's like in a box or an envelope? <gasps> That's my, interesting. An env- <gasps> a port key in an envelope. That'd be so my cool. My feeling with port keys is that they work for us for a, in the moment and they stop. So like. No, it depends. Because remember how in the in the book four, we see in the very beginning, they had to get there on time and they all hold, held on to the boot. And then when the time happened, they all went. Yeah, but then but the then the one thing. in the maze, but the one in the maze was set to be when you touch it. So I think it's how you set yeah, the spell. Right. Very inconsistent. Even Crimes of Grindelwald, they like the guy, he's like, OK, I, I activated the thing. You've got like 10 seconds. Like there was still like a time piece to it. Like he just basically activated a little countdown, and there you go. Yeah, to me that that I don't I don't see that as inconsistent. I just see that as just different applications of it. Yeah. Speaking of transfiguration, have we talked about how insanely impressive whoever in that crew of you know circus people? were responsible for setting up and tearing down that tent and all the supplies into a neat little hat-sized object for the tent and then, like, everything else into the wagon. Because that 
that was some of the most impressive transfiguration I think we've seen. Yeah, and like the house elves had to do something with it because they, he had two that was helping during that, or is it just the one? I definitely remember the one. I don't know if there was a second. So I would still love just a huge info dump on the difference between wizarding magic and house elf magic because yeah. I think that'd be so interesting to understand that that the difference between it. That's because, like a yeah. whole other yeah. Yeah, you know what I mean. It just seems it's very interesting to me. Just like that might be a fun thing to do one time too. Just like I was, ta- I was talking to some coworkers of that and they had to listen to me talk about like goblin culture. And I was talking about how like, um, I love how their instruments like absorb only like ferment for lack of a better word with time and their notion of ownership, like the differences between the magic in the universe is just ugh, a geek out. I have one more fun fact about the wizarding world for us to talk about do tonight. It. There is only one maker of flu powder. One. That seems insane. That seems insane. Yeah. Ina- is she still alive? Ignatia, is she like on the Ignatia Wildsmith was the um wizarding inventor name. and creator of flu powder. But she's like she's mm. dead. So how does this work? So there's just like a limited amount of flu powder? You know, there's there's quite a few things in our world that only one supplier, only one company or person makes. Like, there yeah, were more interesting examples, but like, I know one of them, for example, is like this stuff that they put on baseballs. Um, like, comes from one area in New Jersey, specifically, um, and nowhere else. Or, um, what was it? Um, wasabi comes from one area in Japan where it grows naturally. Like you could try to grow it, like outside of that area, but the the conditions are so specific to that region um, that it grows there and doesn't really grow naturally anywhere else. But there's something different about like a proper noun person right. who. It's like saying only one person, there's one person in the world who's who invented cars and made cars this whole time. So it's like, I'm like where are the cars coming from right, now it's when like, he's dead? It's like Coca-Cola. So um, she invented it. And then now there's one licensed producer. The It's a company called Flupow. They have a head. Oh, yeah. okay. Oh, that's, that's cool. a monopoly. Yeah, but it's like, what? but there's a, a headquarters in Diagon Alley. They never answer their front door. That's so And cool. it's very strictly controlled. You need... You need uh, uh, permission from the minister. There is um, connection to fireplaces requires permission from the Ministry of Magic, uh, which is responsible for the regulation of the flu service. It says no shortage of flu powder has ever been reported, nor does anyone know who makes it. Its prices remain constant for 100 years. Two sickles a scoop. Every wizard carries a stock conveniently located in a box or a, va- or a vase on the, mount- on the mantelpiece. So there's one, it's like... It's like there is this pizza place in Brooklyn called Defara's that is legitimately the best pizza I've ever had in my life. And there did you did you take us to that one I time? I did. Was, I, that was delicious. Oof. I remember that. That was so good. And the guy in the front, he's from Italy, and he's obsessed with making his pizzas, and he doesn't share his recipes with anyone. I think there's family members that don't have the recipe. Really? And when he is no longer with us, the pizza will go away. But it sounds like she left the. The, the recipe the recipe like it's it's like coca-cola you can't it's, it's proprietary info so do you think that 
flu powder is probably more of like a Western thing then, like just in like, and it's not like it, it's not as popular is in like in Brazil yeah, or totally or I wonder if you can could you use the f- there's I wonder if there's some sort of physical limitation is like could they connect like a f- the flu network to like the Americas or is that just like out of the question because you can't operate across the ocean right I don't know because Voldemort had to fly within range in the seventh book or he would just operated right to the jail I mean, to the 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 bank, right? Well, they said that um, people keep trying to make flu powder, and they keep <laughs> being very bad at it. So at least once That's a year, so cool. St. Mungo's reports what they call a faux flu injury. In other words, someone has thrown homemade power onto the fire and suffered consequences. As irate <laughs> as irate healer and St. Mungo's spokeswizard. Rutherford Polk said in 2010, it's Polk. two sickles a scoop, people. So stop being cheap. Stop throwing rune spore fangs onto the fire and stop blowing yourselves out the chimney. If one more wizard comes in here with a burned backside, I swear I won't treat him. It's two sickles a scoop. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's funny. Great. I like that his last name is Polk. Polk. Because <laughs> like Polk and prod, you know, that's kind of like a connotation. Of going so to the I market. feel like they just made an absolutely ungodly twinning batch, like a Jiminy you know, it's just, it's just, it's just there and nobody has to worry about it. And that's it. Well, that's it. Like, I, I, it is interesting that it's headquarters in Diagon Alley. Mm-hmm. Like the, the connotation there, like that's just, that's kind of cool that it's almost like something that because the government approves of it, that legitimizes it. But technically it might be like dark magic, technically, like how to do it, how to make it. But they never answer their front door. It's just a door front in Diagon Alley. But that's so funny because, like, it's almost against the principle of them. Like, obviously, we're not going to answer the door. Use the flu network. Wonder if that's what it is. That's flu pal. So that's our that's our last wizarding fun fact. Yeah, and I guess in the is is the fourth book that they talk about the different wizarding travel things because how like they don't allow the magic carpets in in like. Yes, they're banned someplace. I think it's book four. I think you're right. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Because it's at the it's at the the World Cup the when they when they Cup, yeah, yeah when they overhear the the delegators are talking to Ministry of Magic or the Ministry. Of Magic. I want I want a book that just explores all of this, not an encyclopedia. I want like like an almost an anthology of just all the ways the customs are different in each country, all the ways that magic. Like it's the limitations of each kind of spell. Like I want her to like fully flesh out the the magic um, system, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I would Flying love. Car- oh, sorry. What? Flying carpets were banned by the registry of prescribed charmable objects. It is therefore against the law to charm carpets to fly them. Though I guess Arthur found a loophole when he uh, charmed the car. I guess it mm. probably wasn't technically on the list, but who who would have thought to have added it? Well, I mean, she te- like he says that, but then Mo- Molly corrects him, like you're the one who wrote those laws, or something like that. Like, oh, that's could, funny. I think it, I think she points it out the fact like you didn't break the rule because you made the rule. Dear. Yeah, something good like job, Frankie. Arthur was involved in the introduction of the legislation due to his <laughs> position in the misuse of Muggle artifacts. Office. Remember, Mrs. Weasley was like a law you helped write. Yeah, that's what. That, well done. <laughs> um, I would love, love, love a book, a book series that just took place in this universe that had nothing to do with Harry. Hmm. Like, there's no tie-in 
You would be father Maybe. making those movies right now. No, they're not because it's all about Dumbledore. Right, it all <laughs> it does keeps, tie in, right? It keeps tying back in. Right. Like she keeps t- like Nagini is the the best example of that. Like okay, it would need to take place in like a whole other country. With without- no, no, I mean it can it, Hogwarts can be in it. I just don't want Harry involved. Well, and mm-hmm. and Dumbledore, like none of the characters, like that we've seen, like like the we've heard about the fa- like obviously I've said this a bazillion times. I would love a story about the founders. Like I would love to read them building Hogwarts. That would just be, yeah, oh, I would, would be, be cool. so but happy. You know what I was thinking about recently, like about how there's three more Fantastic Beasts movies mm-hmm. and how far along the timeline they're gonna have to get if they want to end this with the, including a duel with. Grindelwald and Dumbledore is how many years are they going to leave in between that year and when our series picks up with uh, like the earliest canon from the original well, that's series. What, like at some point in this, sorry, if it was your thought finished, John. Well, what I was going to say is how likely would it be then to think that she could just continue with an, another trilogy to fill in that gap of time that would include you know the the war that you know harry's parents would have been around for and the marauders and this and that sometime in this Mm. period of time that we're covering tom riddle will be active and like actually starting to cause problems at his orphanage that's right Ooh, that's true or he'll even be graduated from right because he was born in 29 and this goes until 1945 so he's already making horcruxes by the time this particular series is over right oh yeah i never thought of wait so when when tom riddle was at hogwarts was grindelwald still undefeated yes so you gotta, you gotta wonder, that time. is that how he got the idea? Because we asked Joe once who made Horcruxes before uh, Voldemort, and she couldn't tell us. Mm. Is this all, are there Horcruxes here? There, I mean, because she did make the distinction that Voldemort was the first to make multiple, right? Voldemort was the first to, yeah. To make seven, yeah. I mean, or six, to, to split his soul into seven pieces, yes. really eight. And um, she thinks Herpo the Fowl was the first one. Okay. Now she, you, when you said she thinks that was he was the first one, is she is that like being coy? No, the way or? she said it, it was like, well, I th- I believe it was her. Both the fact, like you know, you get the idea that there is a full universe in her head, and she's just pulling things. Oh, uh, and she's referring to like this this decided knowledge. In Almost her head. like she's yeah. a she, yeah, she's a historian. Like, well, I think that it was blah yeah. blah blah. It was interesting the and, way that was on our podcast. Oh, I think she said that. Yeah. Can I read something here? I just I found this quote a while ago and I was looking for a moment to bring it up. Um, it's from uh, a website that uh, we have a long history with, AccioQuote.org. It's, a, it's an interview from 2000 having to do with publication of Goblet of Fire. And uh, the interviewer here um, says, um, speaking of rules, I watched this TV program about the making of The Simpsons. J.K. Rowling says, I love The Simpsons. Um, But anyway, um, Matt Groening was talking about rules. And you never see any of the characters in The Simpsons going cross-eyed like you do in other cartoons. The characters on this show have normal behavior by cartoon standards. When you started this all off, did you have a set of rules? And she says, yes, absolutely. The five years I spent on Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone were spent constructing the rules. 
I had to lay down all my parameters. The most important thing to decide when you're creating a fantasy world is what the characters can't do. You can tell with The Simpsons, which is such a hilarious thing now to think this is what she's comparing her work to, but yeah. That's you can tell though. with The Simpsons, it's a work of genius. You can tell that they've structured it in such a way that they're never at a loss for what their characters can and can't do. That's why it's believable, even though they're little yellow people. Oh, that makes me so happy. Which tied into the next thing I was going to say was... It seems that wizards and witches at Hogwarts are able to conjure up many things, such as food for the feast, chairs, and sleeping bags. And if this is so, why do the wizarding world need money? What are the limitations on material objects that you could conjure? And uh, it seems unnecessary that the Weasleys would be in such need of money. And Joe says, very good question. There is legislation about what you can conjure and what you can't. Something that you conjure out of thin air will not last. This is a rule I set down for myself very early on. See, I, that's interesting you say that because I almost asked, like, when we were talking about the chair thing, like, I was going to refer to this show called Out of This World. I don't know if you guys remember watching it as a kid. Uh, it was about this little girl who was half alien, and when she turned 16, she got superpowers. It was hmm. awesome. She could freeze time by touching her fingertips together. It was really cool. They would just freeze the footage, and it wouldn't spit, like, the egg wouldn't go anywhere. It was great. But there, she could do something called gleeping, and so she could make, she could, like, focus and, like, bloop, bring something into existence for a limited amount of time, but then it would just go away after, it only could exa- last for a certain amount of time. And I was going to say, like, if Dumbledore could conjure something out of thin air like that chair i would imagine it couldn't it, it's almost like you have to flex to keep it there type of thing like you have to kind of have to pinch your mind or like it just pulls power until you have to release it and then it vanishes or it's just like for 30 minutes or 10 minutes or five minutes like that's i was gonna ask that but it's kind of cool that she said that a little bit so maybe he did make that chair out of nothing then yeah and then like goes away yeah it just vanishes when like i guess it's uh I imagine it would be kind of like a, one of those like um, leases on your car, like right. a year or 6,000 miles, whatever comes first, you know, like, sure, the chair can last for 10 minutes, but if you burn it, it's going to burn. It's not this invulnerable thing for 10 minutes. Yay. Anyway, I like that. That's cool. I, I'm broken. <laughs> it is fun, complicated nonsense. I love fun, complicated nonsense, but I'm oh. broken. Clark just said... Oh, so is Clark. Hi, Clark. Hi, Clark. Clark. He he was just like, he's telling me what? It's time for the drums, Clark? Clark, let's do it. (laughs) He's rolling on the floor. He wants me to pet him. Clark, come here. Say hi. I know. Oh, that's what you think Dumbledore happened? I wish I could vanish your poop. Hey-oh. Hey-oh, indeed. I feel you. Having to pick up up the doggo's poop is super fun. (laughs) <laughs> they have pets. So how do they handle that? Like, I can't imagine like a wizard going out and like using a little poop bag to like pick up like the pet poop. I wonder I'd- if there's a way like if there's like like you can you can go to like the magical pet emporium and get like poopless cat like poopless food so they can eat it and they would just like they don't have to poop they just they just get to eat it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, can we drum? <laughs> Let's drum. That is a drum if I ever heard it. Talk about magical poopless cats. I don't know. (laughs) What if you vanish someone's butthole? Can they not poop anymore? (laughs) Oh, no. Well, I mean, think about in Crimes of Grindelwald when uh, Lita vanished the lips. 
You could vanish somebody's BH and then cause all sorts of problems. BH? BH is almost worse than saying I butthole. agree with that. I agree with that. <laughs> what? Why is BH worse than butthole? That's I don't think it is. it sounds like BM. <laughs> this is the most I've ever talked about poop in my life. Just I want you to know that. I know. Oh, it was a wow. really crappy, crappy <laughs> conversation. <laughs> now, now, now I want to think of a pun and I don't got one. Um, there, there's there, there's that episode of Friends when Ross is dressed like a potato, and he thinks he's Dookie, and so there's a lot of puns I can you can steal from that, like the feeling flushed. I took when I said that earlier, oh, I totally stole flushed. that from Friends. Um, looking a little flushed. Uh, I guess not flushed. How's life, guys? How you doing? Life is good, y'all. Pretty good. I've been playing a lot of Red Dead Redemption. Oh, I love Red Dead Redemption. Are you doing it? So I like I run through games, and this game I'm doing so slowly. We were playing very slowly, and but we've been playing it so much that we're already through it now. We're through the epilogue. <gasps> and no, don't tell me things. We're so happy with how satisfying everything is, and uh, Bree's next to me playing it right now. I'm watching her uh, run around in one of the towns. And yeah, so much fun. So much fun that we talked about doing a live streamed Pottercast in in game. <laughs> We're going to right on Patreon. Though. I don't have it. Well, oh, Frankie, you need to acquire this game. You're going to love it. I don't know if I'm going to love it and because then, I don't like games like this. I have to hunt and like do what? all the stuff in life that I don't want to do. Like It really does. Oh, like but, it, it gets frustrating. It's like I don't want to learn how to skin a rabbit. Yeah, Just, I don't want to do I'm sorry. Like and I know but it, it does it's completely get really. like I would be if you would if they just if I could put a mod on my PlayStation to make the the gun be a wand, it would make me want to play it <laughs> so much. Yeah. And I and it's just the surface le- like a guns I hate guns. Blech. And so I don't want to run around on a, a horse and shoot people. Even if I'm being a good guy, it's unappealing to me. Like if I could run around it's and so like good superpower, everyone, oh yeah, I need to try it because everyone I've talked to, no matter the genre they like to play, speaks so highly of it, like so highly. It's so consistent that I'm like, okay, I need to give it a shot one time. But it just doesn't. And I, I heard the first one be compared to like um, Grand Theft Auto, but but a Western, and that is what turned me off of it because like I don't want to go and beat people up. I don't want to find a bunch of hookers and all that nonsense. Like that just seems dumb to me. But then mm-hmm. I had some other friends correct me, like, oh no, no, that that was just, that was a bad comparison. And I was like, oh okay, because I took that for to heart. So I should give it a shot. Um, you should. I think you would really enjoy it. If um, you guys get Overwatch, I'll get Red Dead Redemption. Okay, let's do let's do this for our Patreon soon. Let's stream and record it for yeah, it. would be so John, much fun. Do you have, if you're listening, do you have way- if you're interested and think this is a good idea, let us know. Because I think it would be hilarious. Eventually, one day there will be a game like this for Harry Potter, and we'll be all <laughs> oh yeah, all ready. we might as well practice. I want it now. So wait, See, the funny in the thing game- is, is like we're gonna need volunteers to like be in the game with us like and to like help us not get um, killed by the other random people in the game who are going to be wondering why the hell are you all gathering in this bar talking about harry potter so wait you've done the online version then what so you've done the online version then i've been watching people on youtube play it i haven't like created my own character yet what's this online version explain this to me 
Well, that's what we were talking about, is that you create your own cowboy character. You could be a cowboy, cowgirl, what have you. And you are in the world, and you can interact with each other, and, uh, you know, like, explore, and, I guess, hunt, and play games, and um, go to the bars, go to the, like the, the saloons, um, go to the theaters, and all the, all the little things that they have in the game. Um, and there's even some multiplayer games that you can play against each other, little multiplayer missions and things like that. That's cool. That sounds fun. And also, like, the first time a 10-year-old steps up to me and tries to yell at me, I'm going to just go crazy. <laughs> it's kind of like, it kind of sounds like Second Life a little bit. Oh, yes. Yeah, I, I played around with Second Life for a little while, but I couldn't quite figure and out And to be fair, I only know Second Life. With it. Through, I saw uh, that episode of The Office, so I have no idea how that works. So. I know it's like a, it's like a little Minecraft, but like better graphics. I think I couldn't quite figure out what to do with it. And I was like, "Well, this is cool," and then I stopped using it. <laughs> but okay, we're gonna do that. Go check out our Patreon, John. I saw you put a, a video up on Patreon. Uh, I was very excited. Ooh, did you like it? it? Really? I've had it once and I liked it too. It reminded me right. of hot cider. Ooh, I love hot cider. Yeah, it's just it's something about like when something that sweet gets that hot, mm-hmm. like the texture of the liquid almost becomes like just just a little lick or a little kiss of syrup like it's not it's, yeah it's just it's like a, like a it's like a slimier liquid but in like in a non-gross wor- version of slimy well S- i felt like smooth. it could use a little alcohol oh, to kind of cut yeah. that a little bit yeah that actually kind of sounds amazing i couldn't quite figure out what the good combination or pairing would be probably brandy brandy's nice and sweet so it would kind of dovetail with it just a little bit yeah maybe maybe whiskey i wouldn't do it clear i'd probably want an amber in that yeah yeah vodka or vodka which would bring nothing like it wouldn't affect the no. flavor too much i was thinking it's like a dark rum or yeah like a spice like rum. a whiskey or something look at us being cool talking about grown-up drinks oh geez grown-up drinks all right all right, I'm. I am with that. I'm gonna go get myself a hot tea. Yeah, and I hope you all out. enjoyed our shady little show here. And uh, <laughs> if you want to support us on Patreon, uh, you can find us at Patreon.com/slash/Pottercast, and we're also on Twitter at Pottercast and Facebook for your parents and all the other places you might think to look. So. Yeah, and I need to make one more joke about being pooped. We're so tired. We gotta go. We're pooped. Oh, there it is. I am. Okay. I'm actually pooped. <laughs> Good deal. All right. All right, everybody. Oh, keep each other safe. Keep each other safe. Keep faith. And the next, the password is. There it oh, is. we really, we really, we really. All terrible right. with that. <laughs> that uh, was crap. Okay. Well, bye. Good lovely. night. Goodbye. <laughs> I missed it. Probably you three. I confess myself disappointed. Now, if you don't mind, I'm going to bed. Great, Scott. No wonder. Look at the time. We've been here nearly four hours. Spooky how the time flies when one's having fun. (laughs) 